Happy Lunar New Year, whether you celebrate it or not. I'm gonna wish you well into this Lunar New Year anyway, because it seems like 2022 is getting off to a shit start. Uh, that being said, I know I'm a little late, or a lot of late, I guess, in delivering this episode, but if you really think about it, episode one with Fran, the babysitter, counts as two episodes because it was long as fuck, and entertaining three hours for sure. So hopefully, Everyone enjoyed listening to as much as I enjoyed recording it. Fran, she's awesome. Uh, Probably going to have her on again at some point when she comes back to America. But um, yeah, big big news in terms of my personal life. We'll get into it later, but we did actually end up finding a house. I know that I think uh, the last episode I discussed that we were on the hunt, but we found a place closed on it in the latter half of last year and we're looking to move in soon but more on that later excuse me now in terms of the formats for these solo episodes i think i'm gonna gonna either answer questions or just give you all updates in terms of what's been going on in my life and my family's life uh, as well i'm not sure if i'll just do one only q a and like one episode Q&A only and the other episode just updates. But I think I'm just going to do both right now. And you all tell me, just give me feedback and let me know what you think. So there's a lot of good and a lot of bad, I guess, that happened in the last episode, since the last episode. So I think I'm just going to answer questions first. Uh, some softball questions, I guess, uh, that I've been asked from folks that I know. For the most part, I think I'm going to anonymize the questions or who asked the questions because a lot of my listeners actually know each other personally and i'm not trying to put anybody on blast when they think it's a safe space to ask certain types of questions certain types of questions that might be maybe maybe not controversial but just like someone might take it the wrong way you know what i mean um so yeah the the questions will be anonymized but it you're still going to get a pretty uh I wouldn't say diplomatic, but you'll get a pretty truthful answer from me. So the first, um, before we get into that, I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Now that I think about it, I didn't check in after Christmas and New Year's. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves and stayed safe. Uh, If you got sick, hopefully it wasn't too bad. If your kids got sick, I really hope it wasn't too bad and that they were able to go back to school or maintain their day-to-day life without any hiccups. Um, I guess that rolls into my first question, which was somebody asked me, um, for one, I think anyone that knows me really well knows that I, I don't particularly like the holidays. Um, I guess Turkey Day, I'm not going to call it Thanksgiving, but Turkey Day is usually my favorite holiday <clears throat> because I'm able to kick it with family and just eat good food and I have to worry about any financial implications, like Yo, if you're from an Asian family, like, the gift-giving around the holidays gets real fucking political. And that part I didn't I didn't miss at all. Um, it's less so now with uh, my own family and, and my wife's family, but still a pain in the ass, and I think it just brought up a sore spot. So 
yeah, I I started celebrating the holidays in earnest again when Kennedy and Malcolm arrived and seeing the look on Kennedy's face when she met Santa, um, when she got to open her gifts and stuff like that, and the way that she didn't act like a little asshole when she got these gifts and wasn't necessarily expecting more. That was really cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. And decorating. Um, well, I'm not a huge decorator, but... P is a great decorator, and um, I wouldn't say she goes minimal, but she is definitely less overkill than my mom was. And for context, every single year, my mom would have me come over and just break out, like, like for real, like, probably at least 50, yeah, about 50 nutcrackers or more. Every year, I'd have to fucking bring them out. It's creepy as shit. Like, I don't understand the appeal behind nutcrackers. They look fucking scary. They injure children if they're working nutcrackers, and you know the name is AO. Like, so I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, the uh, the hype was behind it. I should have asked my mom, but she just liked them, and I think it reminded her of the spirit of Christmas. But for me, I just didn't like it. Um, my, I'd refer to my mom as it's not okay to say now, but just as a, as a Christmas fascist of some sort, because she wanted her way. And only that one way um, for the holidays. So, yeah, that long-winded kind of intro was such that folks see me actually enjoying the holidays now, which is nice on my end because I'm not so cranky with the wife and kids, but also being able to really fully grasp and understand what it, and, and see firsthand, you know, the, the Christmas joy from our kids. Um, that was really, really nice. Um, so somebody asked me a while ago, actually, what my Chris, my favorite Christmas memory was. And honestly, <clears throat> I'm going to throw a curveball at you all. My favorite Christmas memory as an adult was not celebrating Christmas. And back, I want to say in 2011, um, me and wifey weren't moved in yet. We might have been... I want to say maybe it maybe it was 20, 2010. I'm not sure. Um, 2010, 2011, one of those Christmases. At the time, I, I was kind of going through some issues with my mom, my sister. At the time, I wasn't really talking to my old man. So I was just solo dolo, so to speak. Um, P was, she was just like, nah, we got to do something. She, you know, for anyone who's not Latino, or Latino adjacent. Latinos typically spend the night before celebrating Christmas and the day of Christmas they just kind of chill. So she spent the night before with her family then the day of she swooped me up and we go to my boy OJ's house. Uh, shout out to Juice. He doesn't celebrate because he's Muslim and my other boy Memo who doesn't celebrate because he's a Jehovah's Witness. So uh, they were they're hardcore Laker fans. I wasn't a Laker fan at the time, but I was on and off. I know it sounds blasphemous now, and it's a story for later, I guess. But uh, I was a huge Kobe hater until the latter half of his career because he was so close to Jordan. But I stopped being a fan when he kind of took over, took over the scene for the Lakers and became a Laker fan again as he was leaving. But, you know, besides being a Laker fan on and off, I was... I am a huge Bulls fan because of Jordan 
and I'm pretty sure it was when they were playing the Bulls, which made it more special. The Lakers were playing the Bulls on Christmas Day, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, they played on in 2011. But um, my boy Memo came through with the libations. Um, we just had some basic food, and I got shit-faced off of vodka and I think pink lemonade, and just had a good time chopping it up with the people that were closest to me. Uh, at the time, or people who were really close to me at the time, and watching the game, which is really cool. I didn't have to think about any holiday shit, like ha always having to get up to help something, or do some shit around the house, or cook, or clean, or whatever it was. I think the responsibility, not being freed from that responsibility was really cool. If it was only for a year or two. Um, seeing the Bulls win on Christmas is nice, and I don't know. It was just one of those, it, it's one of those things, me, at the time, me, OJ, and Memo never really hung out, it's not like just us three, it was usually in a group, like a larger group, because they kind of come from two different social circles, but, you know, obviously, on a day like that, it was the non-denominational, or the, um, well, I guess, non-Christians that, that would come through, with the exception of my wife, and it was just a good time all around, man, I, I really didn't, it was awesome, and I was like, "Damn, is this what fucking? This is what people really, really do on Christmas? Like, they just kick it and chill, and you know, at the most, like, I guess, clean up the gifts and stuff like that, which I didn't even have to do because we did. I just exchanged gifts with wifey, and that was it. Like, that was dope as fuck to me. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite Christmas memory as an adult and as a kid, probably when I got." I think four G.I. Joes in one year, which is fucking unheard of. I'm not saying that we were poor, but, you know, economically, uh, Asians tend to be a little more frugal with their money, especially as it pertains to their children, because, as you know, when anytime you get money, if you're a kid, you get money from your relatives on your birthday, you don't see that shit. Or on holidays, like you don't see that shit. Your parents take it like, oh, I'll take care of it for you. It's like, they're not squirreling that shit away in the fucking college fund. Most of them are. <laughs> they're just, they just take it. They're like, well, fuck it. You live in my house, goddammit. So, you know, they deboed that shit. But, um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I think, fuck. Oh, as a kid, yeah. Christmas as a kid. Um, yeah, getting four G.I. Joes in one year was wild to me. And I'm not sure. We spent the, that Christmas up in Big Bear. I know that. But, I'm not sure what the fuck I did to earn four G.I. Joes, because I know they didn't just, just give me that shit off top. I must have made the honor roll or taken those stupid gifted courses or whatever, or I forgot what it was called, man. But back in my day, that's not old as fuck saying that, but back in the day, like in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, they had these placement classes or these um, placement tests where they would tell you if you're gifted, so you'd go into honors or something like pre-honors or whatever it was for middle school or elementary, and I took that shit, and maybe it was that, because I did come out, I guess, air quotes, gifted, didn't really work out for me academically, but whatever, uh, I'll take it, but um, maybe that was it, I don't know, but yeah, I think getting four, four G.I. Joes in one year was wild to me, I thought I was like, I thought I was fucking rich, I thought I was gonna rule the world when I got those four G.I. Joes. I could play with them all at once, because, you know, anyone who grew up in my time knows that G.I. Joes are not particularly durable. They got fucked up easy. Like, you're lucky if, especially if you play with them, 
you're lucky if they last like three months in good condition. And I wasn't necessarily the type to like really preserve my toys at the time. So getting four ones was really cool. Stretch one out per quarter and then re-up by the next Christmas or whatever. So yeah, that was that's probably my fondest Christmas memory when I was a kid. And then obviously right after that, it was snowing outside because it was Big Bear. We're in the mountains, and we and uh, we got to do we got to go inner tubing, which is dope. So, excuse me, sip my unsponsored mineral water, so I'm not gonna name drop it. But the other question that I got was from a neighbor of mine, um, who the wife and I adore. She's just been the shit, and she's like, "You're gonna miss us." I was like, "I already miss you guys. I already miss you guys." Uh, we are moving probably closer, uh, probably by the time you hear this, we're probably, we're probably about two, two and a half weeks out from moving, but she asked me straight up, um, what are you going to miss most about being hood adjacent? I didn't think I was hood adjacent, and, but you know, in most sections of metropolitan LA, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that you're probably hood adjacent by maybe a five minute drive or so, um, yeah, I didn't think that we were really hood adjacent, so I really had to think about it and really compare to what we have going on going on in our new apartment, or not new apartment, our new um, neighborhood. So first things first, I would say the food I'm gonna miss most. Um, for some reason, for me, like in, in at least in LA, some of the best food that I've ever had has been in underserved communities or around there or the hood. I guess, so to speak. And going to a more affluent area, I think food of that sort is just harder to find or is just not as accessible, um, which is unfortunate. I haven't done a whole lot of searching. I think we ordered Thai food once for the fuck of it, and that shit was popping. But in terms of like good Mexican, good barbecue, um, southern food, like Cajun Creole, stuff like that, that's gonna be a tough one. So I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna miss that. Um, it's just weird, man. Like moving from a place where, you know, there's a fair amount of houses, but then you drive two blocks, and then you're kind of, there's like a whole this shopping center and stuff like that. Like being in this like kind of subsection where you're just surrounded by way more houses and way more houses and way more houses than you're ever used to is kind of weird. Um, but welcome. I guess, you know, things are going to be a little quiet, quieter and there's a lot of neighborhood kids and stuff like that. And I think the neighbors take turns looking after the kids. So I'm looking forward to that. Not saying that they wouldn't where I'm at now, but I think there's just a lot more kids at the neighborhood we're moving to. So first things first, I would say I, I'll miss the food, um, hood food, I guess, so to speak, or hood adjacent food. Um, my neighbors... I have three, I would say in particular, that are really fucking cool. Um, all of them pretty cool, but them three specifically are just, they've always looked out for me and the kids, like they'll come drop stuff off, and I think they knew when we had Malcolm, they knew that we weren't really leaving the house, so they came through, I believe they came through food or some sort of like pastries or something like that, and that was really nice because they didn't have to do all that in the middle of a, in the middle of a pandemic, but they did, and one thing one of my neighbors he's cool as shit he moved out about a year ago i'd say man maybe two years ago um but he lived like three houses down but if he was on the street kicking it he would he can see like our house like he has a clean line of sight to our house 
So he retired pretty early in the game and would just kick it all day, smoking a cigar, playing chess with his boy, shooting the shit on his driveway, working on his truck or his Harley or whatever. Um, and he'd always look out for us. Like if we never had an issue with theft or anything like that, but anytime there was like more than one or two packages on our porch, he would come through, take them, and then he would wait until he saw us drive home, and then he'd run through and be like, "Yo, you guys left this here. I don't want you, you know, I don't want to get stolen. We do stuff like that." I'm like, "Yeah, yo, like this is really, this is really dope that we have somebody like that." And I'm not gonna put his name on blast, but my man Jay was—he's so fucking nice he's like the nicest surliest dude i've ever met in my life and he's just one of those old country dudes that just kind of grew up hard and doesn't understand what it's like to be young and dumb so he always got into it with the um neighborhood kids because i lived like two block two uh two houses down from um a skate park and i actually enjoy it because i feel like Yo, if you're out here skating and stuff like that, even if you're bullshitting, smoking weed in front of my house, I'm not really tripping on that. I think the most irritated I get is when they leave shit in front of the, the house, like soda cans. There's a fucking pizza box outside right now, which is really annoying, but whatever. Like, that's the worst that's going to happen, but you're actually skating and not, like, causing trouble somewhere else. I'm with it. I'm not really tripping on that. But he fucking hates those kids. Every single one of them. Doesn't matter. He'll go outside, stare him down. If they park in front of his house, which at the time I think was legal, he'd be like, "Not get the fuck out of here. And one time, one of them or two of them had the misfortune of mouthing off to him. And my man went back to his crib, walked back outside with a fucking 12-gauge and shoved it into the car and was just like, say something. And they didn't. Um, he scared the fuck out of him, but yeah, the, the fact that I have a neighbor that's willing to pull up the blapper for, for, on our behalf, probably not going to happen in our new neighborhood. It's nice to know that we have neighbors or now that we have neighbors like that, but, or had neighbors rather, cause he moved, but I'm going to miss that. So peace to my man, Jay. He, he really looked out for us and funny, funnily enough, he was actually, um, a godfather of sorts to, our pediatrician. So he actually knows and like was around a lot for um, our pediatrician when she was a kid, which is really cool. It's kind of a small, small world type deal, but yeah, that was really dope. Um, lastly, besides the neighbors, um, yeah, to speak on that a bit, I, I'm not sure if I'm just being defensive or what, but the neighbors over here where we're at now were curious and which is fine you know like you come through people are like oh hey you know new people where you guys coming from so on and so forth shoot the shit or whatever and i never really thought anything of it but i feel like when we move to this other neighborhood and i'm not gonna lie like we live in we are gonna end up living in one of the nicer houses on the block when they were talking to us and stuff like that like a good amount of them were cool some of them were just like really old and like really suspicious looking especially of p which really pisses me off but i'll address that when we move in and it felt like less like a a neighborly thing and more like they're pocket watching like they're just like oh so you know what do you do kind of like i don't know i don't like asking people that unless they ask me first and i can kind of tell when it's in earnest or when it's kind of like oh well what do you do to 
own this nice house or to drive this car or whatever. And like, frankly, it's none of your fucking business if you ask me that question. But if you're doing it to make small talk, that's different, you know? Um, yeah, I just felt like the neighbors were kind of pocket watching a little bit to see what we were doing. So honestly, if some of them ask, I'm just going to be like, yo, I'm a drug dealer. Biggest seller of Xanax is this side of LA or whatever the fuck and see what they say. Probably going to call the police on me, but so I'm probably not going to say it, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably it in terms of what I'll miss about being at adjacent. Actually, the last thing is the accessibility of liquor stores. I don't know why, but I've always really relished living near a liquor store um, at most of the other places I lived at just because if you needed anything, you know, you can just walk a block get what you need and just kind of dip out like if you need you know you want like iced tea you want a soda you want just like one michelada or something like that then you you know you grab the clamato you grab you grab the the beer and then you're good to go <clears throat> as opposed to actually getting in your car and driving somewhere and then driving back something about it was really is just i'm gonna miss that part of the convenience of it obviously they put the convenience in convenience store but i think that part i haven't done that in years to be clear, but just knowing that it's there, I think is a source of comfort for me. And the, the ones near here, like you, you can get fresh before you go out just by walking to a fucking liquor store. They have white tees, they got fitteds, sunglasses, what it, you name it in terms of apparel. Some of them even sell like bootleg air force ones and shit like that. Like, obviously you're not going to catch me doing that, but you know, if you needed to, you can pretty much get three quarters of the way dressed in a whole new outfit and then just dip out to wherever you're going to from there. Um, that's probably going to be the last thing. I'll miss that, the liquor store accessibility. Um, and that's pretty much it. I am looking forward to having a street that's kind of private um, so our kids can play in the front and we can just kind of chill without like worrying about cars hauling ass up and down the street. That's going to be really dope. And Kennedy's been asking about... Um, when they're gonna, when we're gonna move into the new house, I'm like, girl, take your ass over there right now. Guarantee you don't want to fucking stay there because the floors aren't done, electrical isn't done, but we're getting there. So, um, that's it for the questions, I guess the listener questions, so to speak. And getting into the life updates, obviously, as you know, we bought a house, and the house was in Long Beach. Um, we didn't envision ourselves moving there. Not because we didn't like Long Beach, but because we thought we were priced out of it. But um, God bless our fucking real estate agent, man. Because she went hard for us and on behalf of us. And the process was kind of funky because if anyone's looking for a property, you should look for it at the end of the year. Because nobody wants to move around Christmas. That's just the fact. The market, if at all, dips around the holidays. So we were kind of gearing up for that. I think a, a random fucking, a random open house opened up, like, and P told me about it the day before, and I was like, yeah, alright, like, you can go check it out, or I'll go check it out, but I would prefer that she would go check it out so I can stay with the kids, and also because she has more, I think we make a good team because she looks at the potential of what it could be, and I look at things for what they are now, right? Like, if there's wood rot, if there's, you know, bad electrical if the soil is not great or whatever it is stuff like that whereas p she just she's a big ideas person like oh we can put this here we can put this there blah blah, blah. um so i had her go 
Well, I kicked it with the kids, and she she FaceTimed me when she was there. I was just like, yo, what do you think of the place? I was like, it looks cool. You know, it's, it, the outside was really nice, and the outside was nicer than the inside because the inside, was it just looked like a super old dude lived there because he did. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done in there. And when she came back, she just like, fuck, there was a lot of people there. Do you think we should put an offer? And I was like, yeah, bet. Like, run that. So we tell the real estate agent. Real estate agent puts the offer in. I think we don't hear from her for a couple of days, and um, that's when P was just like, "Yo, I haven't been sleeping." I'm like, "What? Like, what you mean? Like, I sleep like a fucking baby." I think at the time I was sleeping like a baby, and she was just like, "I'm losing sleep because I feel like I'm making the wrong decision on behalf of both of us." I was like, "Look, let's just go over there, check it out, and then I can put your mind at ease before they officially, you know, if they accept the offer." We can still kind of back out because we haven't really signed anything. So we went over there and I was like, yo, this house is even nicer than it looked on fucking FaceTime, which makes sense because I'm seeing it in person. So we stuck with the offer. We actually got the house for under asking, which is a fucking quite an achievement in and of itself if you live in LA. And next thing you know, we're residents of Long Beach. So that's what happened, I think, in November I want to say November. Um, it's all been a fucking blur, in all honesty. I don't know what the exact date was, but we did close sometime in November. And then from there, we were really struggling to find labor for um, electrical, some really minor renovations, um, HVAC and flooring. So we're still in the middle of that, but it's been... The experience of buying a home and eating two mortgages at once as opposed to flipping immediately is like a zero out of ten experience. I would not recommend that at all. But we're doing it now. Hopefully we'll get top dollar for the house that we're in now and move on and just be able to knock out some of the debt we incurred from all these other home improvements, but that remains to be seen. So yeah, we're 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 residents of Long Beach now. And Christmas, like I said, Christmas is cool. Um Got to celebrate with the wife and kids and also with uh, my sister at night. And then my boy Vu came through with his daughter Ava for Christmas dinner. And Kennedy and Ava just had a fucking blast. So that was really dope. But that great feeling was, I guess, mitigated like two days afterwards because Malcolm had a close contact situation with somebody who was COVID positive over a daycare. I'm not sure if it was one of the kids or the teachers. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But they had to close this class down, and everybody was trying to leave at the time. So COVID tests out here were fucking pain in the ass to get. And on top of that, they had to isolate. Um, P and Malcolm had to isolate for, I want to say, six days while they waited for test results. Because, excuse me, I think at the time... Um, the CDC or the California Department of Health was recommending that you isolate until you get test results. So we isolated, which means we spent New Year's away from each other, which is absolute shit. But, um, yeah, those isolation chronicles were not not great. But, you know, P, she, uh, she thugged it out with Malcolm and he ended up being negative so she came home it's the first time I've been without P for that long in I don't know how long man like honestly there's been times where I've been gone like three nights or something like that maybe three nights for bachelor parties 
but I was always in contact with her and stuff. And then just knowing that she was in the same same city, but in a like hold up in the hotel, that really sucked. Um, but I know some of you were thinking like, yeah, why don't you just isolate in the house? Like, nah, we can't isolate in this house. It's nearly impossible to do so effectively because of the way this house is structured. So I knew it was going to be more of a challenge than anything else to deal with um, trying to isolate when our kids can see their parents, their other parent, like literally sitting across the fucking hall from them. So um, yeah, we opted for the hotel route and everything ended up cool, which is good. And hopefully the same goes for all of you who are listening. Um, hope we didn't really have to deal with too many horrible things when the spike increased this past holiday season. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the pandemic dies down to the point where it's manageable for both vaxxed and unvaxxed people. And we can just kind of get back to within, not get back to, but just figure out the new normal and kind of roll from there. So, yeah, I mean, not much else to say in terms of updates other than me feeling like shit that, that I can kick it with P and Malcolm. But our next house has two stories so we ain't got to worry about all that shit when it if and when it happens again because it likely will happen again we just got to be prepared so um in terms of gifts for christmas the wife and i didn't get shit for each other because we're bleeding money out the ass funding this fucking home renovation and we're getting to the finish line to where it's starting to look like a real home which is really really nice um but yeah we're really close man we're there and frankly, I can't wait just because uh, the house we're in now kind of just makes things a little more arduous for us to complete. Like the spacing just doesn't feel right. Um, there's definitely not enough storage and things like that. There's probably not going to be enough storage at the crib either because bringing all my sneakers with me, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to put them because we're leaving the, we might be leaving the, the storage over here. So we'll see. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. I can't think of too much else um, in terms of updates. I'll probably have better updates for you next. Better updates, better questions for you next go-round, probably in maybe three episodes or so. But in the meantime, um, hope you're all well. Please stay that way. Don't be an asshole. And I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. Questions, comments, concerns, holler at me. At RetroBoogie. That's B-O-O-G-I-E on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much all you... That's pretty much where you can find me. I tried I tried being on Twitter for a bit. I'm just not a huge fan on it. So yeah, catch up. Ask me questions there through the website or whatever. And I'll do my best to answer them in uh, a truthful manner. But with that said, don't be an asshole. Everybody take care of each other. And take care of each other.